Well, I mean, we should at least ask the necromancer what the going rate is for killing all those other guys. You know, we get like a bidding war going. Ooh, nice. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My granny taught me never trust a necromancer. They don't screw you in this life. They'll screw you in the next. They just keep on doing it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I could, I could get things happening pretty quick here. You want me to like, you know, pew, pew, and just sort of see what happens. Are we seeing any door in this enclosure or any entrance exit type thing? Or is it all just kind of messy walls? You do not see any doors from your vantage point, no. And does it seem pretty, like, are there any human-sized holes? Not that you see. Okay. So it seems secure from here. How does he get them in and out? Perhaps he has some sort of levitation ability. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so the the sort of walls and stuff are, are built between a cluster of buildings, so it is possible there is some sort of in, internal door or something like that. Mm, sure. That's your theory. I don't even see what you guys are talking about anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will, like, turn his head towards what we're looking uh, at. Oh. <laughs> I see now. Yeah. All right. Uh, we could go knock. I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean. Uh, you can get closer and take a look. Yeah, I vote we try and get more information. Let's get closer. Let's get closer. Um, so there are a couple other, uh, what look like just ruins. You think you could, uh, could sort of get up into those and that would give you a better view. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So you get closer. The corral looks like it's made up of two buildings and then two sort of ruins buildings, uh, and then the stuff in between. The, there's a smaller building closest to you that looks relatively intact, um, and then uh, off to your left, and, and behind that smaller building is as a, a larger building that looks actually quite well-preserved. And you know now that you're a little closer, you can see inside that corral, um, there's definitely some zombies in there. You see, like, they mostly look like... Uh, lizard folk but you do see uh at least one human and one dwarf actually and was black-hearted billy supposed to be human or yes okay um do we see any movement in the buildings no okay i feel like the nice one is probably where the necromancer lives i don't want to scrap with those zombies if we don't have to i vote we get to the heart of the matter and see if we can find that necromancer. Luckily, we have the uh, the greatest assassin ever. <laughs> Just point the most famous uh, assassin. Famous, famous assassin. I stand corrected, sir. It's different. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there actually might be like some sort of inverse proportional out, proportionality of how good you are as an assassin to how famous you right. are as an assassin. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, if you're mm-hmm. really good, no one should know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the most famous spy ever, you know, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right. You think goes that, into hotels and literally tells people his actual name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm a very famous spy. <laughs> Bond, James Bond. Uh, dude, that's your real name. Uh, um, so could we do like the thing, like we go kill a squirrel and then like throw it over the fence on one side, and all the zombies go that way, and then you know, get a free path to the building. Can we get to the building from the outside of the corral? Yes. Let's do that. Well, that works too. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I, I want to go with her. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this touring play that's been traveling the country. It's called uh, Shambling Dead, and it's really uh, mm. put the fear of undead in me. Mm-hmm. Seems real bad. Mm. Mm. I think the point of that play, though, is that it's really the survivors who are the shambling dead. <laughs> oh, is that why I was heartsick for days? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, all right, so you want to go to the larger building, correct? Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go there, and it looks like it was maybe a mausoleum at some point. 
and as you get closer, um, there's a doorway, but no door. And when you look inside, you just see corpses. It looks like it's being used to store the recently dead. Pre-zombies. Mm-hmm. So there are the bodies of six lizard folk, two humans, a dwarf, and a halfling. Mm. Reminder to self, come back here and cut these heads off just in case. <laughs> I take a note. I mean, it's, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> That's what they said in the play anyway. I don't know. I'm going to take a couple minutes and tie their shoelaces together just in case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, you can see that they've been mostly stripped of, I mean, certainly they've been stripped of valuables and, you know, they have a little bit of clothing left on, but not a whole lot. So not so much shoes to worry about. Oh, well. <laughs> Lizard man shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have a small building and two ruins to, that complete this circle, right? Uh, yes. Uh, and if you make a perception seeing test as well, please. Ooh. Whoa. Nine. Thirteen. Uh, Seventeen here. Nine as well. I got the half elf. Well, you're tall. You got to abandon. Exactly. Point. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Thirteen and ups. Um, notice that uh, beyond the corral in the cliff face, there does appear to be a cave opening. Ah, I don't see anything, guys. <laughs> that might be fun to go explore. I don't know if I were hiding a treasure, I would rather hide it in a cave than in a mausoleum. That's just me. So I think before we think about the cave, was there anything about the the people in the mausoleum that we needed to? Were there any clues we didn't catch there? They don't have shoes. They don't mm. have shoes. I don't know. Okay. Do we expect they were the crew? I'm just trying to think. They were lizard, know. mostly lizard people. Well, there's a halfling Humans. though, right? Yeah. right. A halfling and a, and a dwarf and human. How decomposed yeah. is the halfling? The halfling and the humans are... They look relatively fresh. Hmm. You're not sure if that means that they've been killed recently or if that means that there's necromantic magic at play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, and remember, Blackhearted Billy, like, that happened decades ago. Right. But these could be to other explorers yeah. that were also after the treasure or just bad, wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. Like shipwreck or something. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So we're going to start making our way to this cave that I know nothing about. Okay. Oh, it's, it's up there. It's on the cliff. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's uh, a cave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't anyone tell me? Now, um, it, well, it makes sense. I would think that you would want to look down on your kingdom. You know, the smell alone probably would. I, I don't really want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd think any good necromancer would just cease having a sense of smell at a certain point. With a view from above, it's like a zombie aquarium where you can just go and watch them and relax, kind of get zen about it. Mm-hmm. That's right. You start naming them. <laughs> they just shamble slowly along. Yeah. These are slow zombies, right? We just Tracking their patterns. Yeah. <laughs> and then you feed them. You, know, you just rain down some body yeah, parts. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This could be... Got a whole gimmick here. This could this be a good. part of the theme park. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's zombie feeding time. Hey. <laughs> All right. So you are approaching the cave. <laughs> Wait, that one? Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, do we see a way? Like, is there like a ladder? Is it a pretty easy climb to it? Oh, it's it's on the ground floor. Sounds like the right way to say it. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't have to climb up to it. It's on the cliff, but the bottom of the cliff. Yes. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Pascal? Oh, who, who me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll go into the un- undead cave first. Um, I'm going to draw my little short swords. <laughs> it's going to go well. Uh, let's go to the cave. Okay. Um, so you uh, get to the entrance of the cave. Um, it is, as you might guess, quite dark in there. And then all of a sudden, there's like a bright flash and Pascal's dead. <laughs> uh, Pascal, you are 
hit with a bolt of electricity and it basically like hits you and arcs off of you to Rochelle and then to Oscar (laughs) Uh, and then to Ty. Um, Damn it, Pascal. Sorry. (laughs) Let's see. Each of you should make a constitution stamina test. Would stamina be a focus? Yes. Ooh, hot diggity bow. I feel great. 10. 16. 15. 8. <laughs> How can a dwarf have such low constitution? Oh, oh no, I have a good constitution. I rolled a 4. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so apparently I take it in the mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have like, you have a filling? That's it's right. Just... That's, uh, yeah, I just got a metal grill. Right. So there were two of you that got below 10, right? I hit a 10, if that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does not matter. All right. So, Pascal, uh, you were going to take seven points of what's called penetrating damage, and that means that your armor does not protect you. Got it. And Oscar, you are going to take eight points of penetrating damage. And Rochelle, you will take five. And Ty, uh, also five. Boo. So you are... Surprised and then jolted by this blast of lightning, and you hear a voice from inside the cave be like, "You couldn't just kill the fucking lizard people." <laughs> <laughs> Roll initiative. You know, on hindsight, maybe just walking directly towards the cave was a bad idea. <laughs> you told but me it, to do it in a in a perfect line. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, it works for it works for the lizard men, though. You know, we we had to go for it. <clears throat> Uh, 11 and, well, sorry, 12 and a double if that matters on this. Uh, it does not matter on initiative. 11 for me. I'll be going after Ty. I got a 10. Pascal's also on a 12. We're still in a nice, a nice <laughs> line. You know what? I'll just let Pascal go first. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> All right. Let me roll some initiative. <clears throat> okay. That'll be the necromancer going first. No. Yay! <laughs> it's never good. Well, it gives him a chance to state his true intentions. You know, that could have just been a warning shot. He's going to monologue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the record, we're not opposed to killing lizard people. Just not, for, not for free. <laughs> At this point, I think we're going to do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> if we say no, are you going to kill us? <laughs> At the end of the day, my friends, one corpse is as good as another. All right, uh, so you hear some arcane chanting, and then lightning comes at you in a different format. So, oh, no. <laughs> uh, it sort of boils up around you. Uh, once again, please make constitution stamina tests. Uh-oh. Thirteen. Thirteen as well. I got a six. Okay. Right, right. Nine. How does healing okay. work in this game? <laughs> Interesting choice. There were no clerics in the pregens. Hmm. Uh, well, so cleric is not a separate class in Fantasy Age, um, but there is a healing arcana that ah. mages can take. The so. gnome had some of that, I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, for a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those of you who got the 13s, uh, you're going to take four points of penetrating damage. And those of you who did not are going to take uh, seven points of penetrating damage. Is there any, like, uh, debilitations? Like, are you fully capable until you get to zero? or does it... Yes. Okay. And if I remember correctly, this is Dragon Age, so it might not be Fantasy Age. We are able to do a decent amount of healing if we take a turn to do it. Is that, am I remembering correctly? Uh, there is an action that lets you do some healing. And then basically, if you can, if you can take a short rest after a combat, you can get some health back. But um, that obviously doesn't help you when a necromancer is trying to kill you. You know, if we call <laughs> timeout, he's a, obliged to grant us that. <laughs> we each have two. 
Yeah, you have to, man. As a man just of a honor. Dick. <laughs> yeah, just be a dick if you didn't. Yeah. Necromancer handbook. Right. Right? Okay. Pascal, you go. Uh, let me describe what is happening in the cave here. Okay. This looks like a sort of workshop, and there is a like a large marble workbench that is uh, in the middle of the room, and uh, the guy you take it is the necromancer is behind that, uh, taking some cover from it. Uh, on the table, um, it looks like he's been working on assembling some sort of weird patchwork zombie out of like human and lizard person parts. But uh, sort of looming uh, next to him is, uh, looks like it was an ogre originally, and now it's a zombie ogre. So it's an enormous zombie, <laughs> probably oh. uh, eight or nine feet tall. Regrets. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's happening. Uh, and Pascal, it's your turn. How uh, deep into the cave would you say our our fair necromancer friend might be? Uh, I would say he is about 20 feet. Okay, so that gives me enough. I could charge with that. I have a charge of seven. Or is the table in the way? Yeah, well, you could fight over the table, I suppose. So, okay. yes, you could do that. Perfect. That gives me enough time with a minor action to let him know. Uh, greetings, dear necromancer. I am Viscount Pascal Di Cardano, the greatest assassin in the world. And I have been hired to assassinate you. Prepare for your imminent doom. Uh, and then I will charge him. <laughs> <laughs> he I got looks... it wrong. Somebody else was monologuing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, hello. It's a 17. That's a 20. Hey, hello. And I, I stunted for six. Yeah, <laughs> get some. Wow. Okay. That's fun. I like this. Um, <laughs> Maybe you are you know, an assassin. I, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I'm really scared of that ogre, so I think I'm going to seize the initiative mm-hmm. for four. And then... I'm going to try and, you know, I'm going to taunt our, our friend, the necromancer, as well, to have him uh, be a little bit distracted next turn. Okay. Uh, should I do should I do my attack or damage first? And So just just to be clear about Seize the Initiative, so yes. that'll put you at the top of the order. So next round, you'll go before the necromancer, but the, uh, the zombie ogre already goes after you. So, right, right, right. Yeah. So, no, I just I want to head to that necromancer is okay. what I'm in for. All right, very good. Just want to okay. make sure you were doing what you want to do. I'm certainly not going to taunt the ogre though. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, I get an eleven on that taunt roll. That communication deception. Okay. Let me see what he's got. Uh, he's got a twelve. Ooh. All right. Yeah. He's probably better at not listening to me. Uh, meanwhile, I'd get 14 on my damage roll. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. So mages tend to have a good willpower. Cause it's... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> all right. So you said 14? Yes. All right. Great. Uh, he, as you might imagine, does not have a lot of armor. So you stab him. He does not like it. Yay! <laughs> 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 Did you kill him? Fight's <laughs> <laughs> so, over, help, right? Help! <laughs> Who on earth hired you? Who even knows that I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So weird story. Yeah, weird story. We actually were hired by a god. I know it's very unusual, but uh ty it's your go all right i am going to cast a uh, hero's might which is a sort of like a bless equivalent uh, if it goes off people around me will get plus one to their damage for the rest of this all righty and i failed <laughs> all right guys oh, oh bring it in bring it in ready all right we got this one two three don't die <laughs> Thank you. So I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. You should. Uh, so I should still have like a minor action. Is there like a yes. I could duck and hide so I don't get by like electricity again? Uh, there is. Hold on a second. Guard up. Yes. Guard up. All right. I will do that. 
I'm guarding my up. That's, I mean, it won't really help you against spells, but it will help you against attacks, so. Gotcha. All right. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, Rochelle. Okay, uh, I see Pascal is holding his own against this necromancer, and mm-hmm. I say, uh, yet again, you take the glory while I do the heavy lifting, and I'm going to go <laughs> after that, uh, uh, okay. that ogre. <laughs> Oof, this is, hopefully he is slow, and that is going to be a 13. That's a hit. Yay. Um, yes, he is slow. <laughs> and I stunted for one. <laughs> So not a lot of options. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move that ogre back a little bit away from uh-huh. uh, other people so that he doesn't ha- has less options of targets. Okay. So yeah, you, you maneuver him sort of back a bit into deeper into the cave. And I'm going to do eight damage to him. Oh, there you go. All right. You cut into him and this sort of, putrescent, like, blood, kind of black blood oozes out of the wound. Uh, Smells really disgusting. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I take a firm stand against it. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag no zombie blood. Um, Oscar. I will charge into the ogre. Try to seduce it. Ah, yes. <laughs> That's a rather rare aroma you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think uh, I don't think that'll work. So, uh, no, not, not with that attitude, Mister. No, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've already defeated myself. Um, so yes, I'll charge in with my two-handed axe. So plus one with the charge. Sounds good. Uh, ooh, I stunted. That is a, I, oh my goodness. So 17 plus 5, 20 math, 22. Wowzers. Yes, I rolled a 17. Wow, wow. wow. Um, I get so out six of the way of that points. <laughs> I, will, I will lethal blow. There you go. Um, so that is damage will now be 5d6 plus 3. 22 damage. <laughs> hey Uh Sorry, was that, are you talking the necromancer or the zombie? No, no, the, the ogre. All right, yeah, you uh, lay into that ogre with your two-handed axe, um, basically, like, take off one of his arms, and uh, stench that fills the cave is uh, really overpoweringly awful um, as uh, this big gush of that putrid blood spills everywhere. I give you a sad thumbs up. I've got a question. So uh, lethal blow cost me five of my six, which leaves me one. And then with my uh, journeyman two-hander style, I could mighty blow at a cost of one. Could I still mighty blow and lethal blow then? Uh, You can, yes. So I can add an additional D6 damage. Yes. Another five. (laughs) Okay. Wow. <laughs> you hate ogres. <laughs> I, I am opposed to every ogre, live or dead. Do you know how long I worked on that? <laughs> Have some respect. My apologies, sir. My apologies. Your craft and trade is evident, but still wrong. <laughs> uh, it is the ogre's turn. Um, so with its one good arm, um, it is going to go back at you, Oscar, um, and try to punch you in the face. Let's see. 11. Uh, 13. Uh, my defense is 11. Okay. So I did not stunt, thankfully for you. Uh, so you're going to take 10 points of damage. Uh, your armor does help you. Okay, so that reduces it to five. Okay. So he wallops you. Ow! And then it would go back to the necromancer, but Pascal is too slippery, so he's going to go. Aha! I have a quick rules question, Chris. Yeah. Do the bad guys stunt on the same list as us, or are there like special 
monster-based stunts? Uh, so um, some monsters have stunts that are unique to them. It's one of the ways to model different things monsters can do. Um, and, but they also get to draw off the general combat stunts. Cool. Um, right, thank you. And spell stunts for the case of the Necromancer. Okay. Well, I'm going to activate my dual weapon style for plus one to attack. Great. And then attack. I rolled nothing but ones. So. Oh. <laughs> uh, how about a seven? <laughs> yeah, that's not a hit. Uh, that's too bad. <laughs> well, I look good missing. I just mm-hmm. so you know. <laughs> Very good form. <laughs> it looked like he what hit. Did he hit? I think he might have hit. <laughs> Pretty sure. Pretty sure he did. What are you famous I just for exactly? Splash blood around. <laughs> Now they're both wearing half capes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is the Necromancer's go. He's going to unsurprisingly cast a spell. Uh, oh, I should have used my better spell because I rolled really high. <laughs> All right. So he reaches out his hand um, and um, these uh, like shadows flit out of his hand at you, Pascal. And, uh, and although they seem like they're just a shadow, they somehow tear into your flesh. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so you, you take uh, six points of penetrating damage. Okay. Whew. Uh, tie. So the good news is that now you're all grouped really close together so I can attack everyone at one time with my most powerful spell. Uh, Wait, so I, can I? Uh, aren't you friend? on our side? <laughs> <laughs> Teach me, master. It's, it's more of a good news, bad news situation. No, um, so can I see the necromancer so that I could cast a, like a targeted spell at them? Yes. Am I, okay. Yes. I'm gonna try jolt because if I hit, it could possibly stun him and cause him to lose an action. Mm, mm-hmm. All right. So casting jolt. My target number is eleven. Oh, our poor wizard. <laughs> I need to go and give you a pep talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm trying to double check my math because I got to 10, so I'm only one away, but I don't. So what, what do I cast off of again? Intelligence. Intelligence. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, four, seven, eight. I got a 10. That still fails. Nope. I have a, nope. It's over. <laughs> Never mind. Math is fun. If, if, you have, uh, if you have lightning arcana as a focus, you would get plus two. I do not. I have Shadow Arcana. Maybe I should use Shadow, shadow Spells then. Huh? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> All right. Yes, I'm afraid that you do not succeed. All right. Uh, Rochelle. Uh, I was very impressed by my colleague's attack on this ogre. How does this ogre look? Does he look like he's just about done or he's still got some fight in him? He looks dead tired. Um, he looks pretty torn up. Um, okay. I mean, it's hard to say because he's a zombie to start with. Sure, sure, sure. I would love to do a quick perception check of the room to Mm -hmm. see if in this hullabaloo that is currently happening, if there is opportunity to whoop into the bag of anything nearby and or interesting. Uh, all right. Uh, make a perception seeing test, please. That's going to be a 10 even. This is primarily a, a working room from what you can see, but you see that there is apparently another room, uh, for deeper into the cave. So there could be goodies, goodies (laughs) that way. Uh, okay. And is that, is that exit close to me or far away from me? Uh, it's probably 10 feet from you. Okay. Um, I am feeling confident in my cohort here. Necromancer seems to be on the ropes. (laughs) Ogre's on the Uh ropes. Um, As the ogre is swinging around, I'm going to feign like, oh, I got pushed back. And uh, (laughs) roll back into the room uh, for a quick quick peek. So I'll take my... Seems ogre has telekinesis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll take a round doing a a quick snoop in the next room. Uh, so first, make a communications communication performance check. Um, 
just to see if your friends notice how obviously fake that whole thing is. That's a 13. <laughs> 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. All okay. right. So that's uh, that's pretty convincing. They're pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> you do get over to the entranceway to the next room, um, and it looks like sort of a combination of bedroom slash everything that was uh you suspect this is where the necromancer has been living um and there's a bunch of furniture and uh tables and books and uh just a bunch of knickknacks and stuff just like sort of piled haphazardly um if there is a particularly good surface that i can just do an arm swoop across to knock it all into uh-huh. the backpack. Just like all of this inside and then I'm back in the game. Uh, that is my intention. <laughs> and my next next round to be ready to move back in. Okay. Uh, why don't you make a, a dexterity uh, leisure domain test? Okay. Dexterity. That's 11 plus 2. 13 again. All right. Well, you you're not sure what you're getting, but you do sweep some stuff into a bag. I'm gonna yell out! I dropped my sword. I'll be there in just a minute. <laughs> Mind you, don't cut yourself. <laughs> uh, all right, Oscar. Okay, uh, I will do an all-out attack. Nice. Which is so my defense will drop by one, but I get plus one to my damage. Uh-huh. So I'm at plus five to my roll. So 10, 11, 12, 13 to hit. That's a hit. Oh, okay. So then it's, I did not stunt, so that's 3d6 plus four now. Well, that's still pretty good. (laughs) Yes. Ooh, man. 21 damage. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That's 17 again. All right. So yeah, you, uh, you like bury your axe in the zombie's chest and certainly if it was a living thing it would be dead as it is it is valiantly holding on to unlife but uh <laughs> it is uh you know you're you're ruining this thing okay and it will make an a perhaps final effort to defend itself <laughs> 11 to hit you that's on the nose. Actually, uh, my defense dropped one, so that's one better. Okay, so you are hit. You've gotten up close with your axe, so it does manage to pummel you for 11 points of damage. Oof, okay. Okay, and it is back to Pascal. I I like the that all-out attack idea, so I'm going to go ahead with that one. All right. Uh, that is an 18 to hit. Well, that's... Certainly a hit. I'm going to stab this necromancer real good for 11. Nice. Sorry, 12. All out attack. (laughs) Even better. Okay, great. All right. Um, You stab him and, um, you know, he tries to sort of recoil behind the table. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, his blood is seeping through his fingers. From the wound you just gave him. Okay. What color um, is his blood? It's regular red colored mm. blood. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, as a minor action, can I do press the attack as well? So if he tries to run, I follow him up? Yes. Fantastic. Yes, you may. Uh, and it is his go. Boy, he is in a situation. <laughs> a situation he does not care for. All right, he casts a spell, and it looks like he steps into a shadow by the wall and then disappears. Right, row. <sighs> Ty. All right, so we see Ty. He's got a book out. Yeah. And he's he's flipping through and reading it, and he's like, uh, uh, huh, no, uh, ah, okay, because I apparently don't know how to cast magic. All right, um, <laughs> so I wanted to... I'm going to go back and just do the Old Faithful Arcane Blast, mm-hmm. take, a, take my minor action to aim, I think. and I will shoot the ogre. The ogre, okay. 
Nope. I'm going to burn my book because oh. I don't know how to do magic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm almost, I can I have a sandwich. I'm supposed to sit down and have a sandwich. I, maybe so that's, the, I'm hungry. the ogre's defense is not high because he's big and lumbering. So what, what did right, you roll? So I, I rolled a five. It would be an eight total with the aim. Okay. Uh, that is actually a hit because he's, uh, he's a zombie. <laughs> that, that's, that's why you should always say. And no. in fact, I doubled and I stunted because I have two twos. Ah. Um, so I have two points. So I will guess I'll mighty spell so it does an extra d6 damage. Uh, it's uh, technically uh, combat stunts you use with that. It's not a spell, but there's, oh, okay. it's mighty All blow, right. so same difference. But just, Okay. Yeah. So I rolled three and a three and a plus three, so that's nine points of damage. Okay. Um, so... Asuka, uh, from behind you, there's like this blast of magical energy and it hits the ogre zombie in the head and his head just explodes, spraying repulsive viscera all over you. But hey, <laughs> the uh, the zombie ogre like falls backwards and slams into the ground. That was me. Wow. <laughs> that was oh, you. Wow. I, I retch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Zombie Ogre does not get to go. All right. So Rochelle, uh, please make a perception test. Perception seeing. 11, 13, and another three is 16. So you notice the necromancer appear in the room with you sort of like stepping out of the shadows and he looks at you and it's like (laughs) (laughs) um i will yell hey guys i found the necromancer (laughs) who knew rochelle was a a strategic genius he was just where i looked for him yeah you outflanked him (laughs) Uh, well, sadly, he couldn't go outside because no shadows out there. So, <laughs> uh, twelve plus five is going to be seventeen to hit. That's a hit. And I'm going to do some top serious damage. Did you stunt? I did not, sadly. Uh, but I'm still proud of my eleven. Eleven damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, were you stabbing him? Yes, a lot. Yes. <laughs> Central. <Okay. laughs> yeah. So basically, like he reappears, says. Sh- and then you just shiv him um, and, uh, and you know, drive your short sword up into his heart. And, uh, and he falls over um, and expires on the floor of his bedroom. <laughs> and, and Rochelle's one-liner is? <laughs> hey, guys, I killed the necromancer. <laughs> Pascal, well you can say you did it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hire a team of professionals to go with me. Right. (laughs) Um, And then if I have a move action left, I don't know if I can use it this way, but I will do another arm sweep of another surface. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, you can do that. And uh, and, we're out of combat now because all the combatants that are not you are dead. And then backpack back on. Casual casual as anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everything's fine in here, guys. We're good. Did you find anything interesting? Room secure. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back in. I'll just be there in a minute. <laughs> clink, clink, <laughs> clink. Yeah. No need to come in here. <laughs> Very boring. Definitely no treasure. Probably search out there in case there's other undead. <laughs> Don't want to get surprised. <laughs> I, I will look over. Have the zombies in the yard? Are they still shuffling around? Are they? Do they like? Uh, they are still shuffling around. Yes. Every day I'm shuffling. <laughs> 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 All right. I'll just start arcing, blasting them. Just, I mean, unless they can get out, it'll just eventually they'll all go away, right? Uh, I mean, theoretically, you could. I mean, it would be shooting fish in a barrel. Does Oscar have anything that he needs to study before we? take care of all the undead if unless there's any kind of uh, uh books or any kind of papers that uh 
Yeah, we'll there's around. all kinds of stuff in his cave. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Except there's not for some reason. <laughs> there's a, a surprisingly lack of treasure. I actually uh-huh. bring a book out and I'm like, Oscar, I found a book for you. And I give oh, it to you. Fantastic. <laughs> there wasn't much in there, but I found this book. It was under his pillow. Oh, it's probably just his journal then. Still could be interesting. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> okay, is anyone else going to go in his cave or... You're good I want to look in this workshop area out here, see if yeah. there are any books on like intro to the necromantic sciences or anything. I know this wizard who might want a new, like a new magical path. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I think he burned his last book. <laughs> yeah. In the in the workshop area, there are some uh, sort of you know practical necromancy and you type of books. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to take those out to tie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be any worse at this. uh rochelle Mm -hmm. um one of the things that you notice in the necromancer's lair Mm -hmm. is a little stack of maps and when you look at them you see that they're all identical to the map that you had clever it's an Amway scam. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will bring those out to show the, the boys. Um, uh-huh. Ah, more maps. <laughs> <laughs> it appears Zora finding Yig's temple was really the best outcome that she could have ever imagined based on this. What a uh, unique scam. Well, it does <laughs> explain why there's some humans and some halflings and so on amongst his undead army. Mm-hmm. Wow. We should post a sign somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Or, treasure not here. wait, second thought. Use these maps. We already have our advertising for the theme park. <laughs> mm. It's like the golden yeah. ticket. Like we, right. we mail them out. Oh, yeah. Or... <laughs> it's like a speakeasy. These, right. these are going to be <laughs> our, how to find it. These are going to be our word of mouth customers. so in his lair there were uh whatever artifacts he had been able to loot from the ruins a bunch of notes that he had taken about his own research and the things he had found um and uh so on um some of that would certainly be valuable uh to the right people in freeport so you know there's scholars there's a temple dedicated to the god of knowledge that also acquires such things and so on so what kind of skill would forgery be you mean like what ability yeah like if i wanted to forge something or try to duplicate someone else's handwriting free i think intelligence maybe dexterity i do have intelligence writing Uh uh-huh oh yeah there you go yeah okay uh, I want to take one of those pieces of paper. I'm going to write, my greatest fear is the assassin, Pascal de Cardano. <laughs> In his writing. Very nice. <laughs> write it in this journal. Yeah. And I got a, a 13 plus 2, and I, stub, I stunted. So it looks great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I'll turn around like, oh, oh my God, Pascal, look at this. Wait, what? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone's heard of me. <laughs> You're only fan and he's it's... dead now. Oh. Uh, well, that's, that's actually how that works sad. Out, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's true. <laughs> so you can uh, destroy all the zombies in their enclosure and you know, they uh, you know, they try to get out, but they Corral was built for a reason, um, so uh, you can just sort of destroy them at your leisure, um, and then uh, you can meet up uh, with Izora, who is very interested to find out that she uh, fell prey to a forgery. Yeah, yeah. But also, she doesn't care, because she's been talking to the ghost of a uh, 2,000-ish year old <laughs> serpent man, so... It worked out. All's well that ends well, I guess. (laughs) Uh, She says, uh, it's not a god, by the way. The lizard man start to worship him as such, but really, he's a ghost. Fair. With with my novice talent at contacts, would I be Mm -hmm. able to turn this, I'm going to say, deity into a contact? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. 
fantastic. Why not? <laughs> it's on my list. Yeah. So yeah, uh, from here, your characters could do any number of things, uh, but that is the the end of this particular adventure. Uh, you could sell things back in Freeport. Certainly, the the Serpent Man ghost is a potential source of adventures and knowledge and things like that. And uh, Azora and thus her family are happy with you. So. <laughs> Good result. Yay! Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for running, man. I really appreciate it. I uh, I have to say, I'm a fan. I really, really like it. I mean, I, obviously, there's so much I don't know about it. Yeah. But I really liked it. I like the way it works. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think uh, I think I'm a fan. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Sorry, your casting roles weren't so great. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun when it didn't really matter. So it's <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah. So then you know it's it is a class and level based system. You know, as you go up in levels, you get more talents, more focuses, and starting at fourth level, you get what are called specializations, and those are you know, basically ways you can focus your abilities. So if you're a warrior, you might become a berserker or, you know, a Templar or something like that. And uh, there's a bunch of those in the core book. And then the next book we're doing is called the Fantasy Age Companion. And that's going to have a bunch of new specializations as well as spells and all kinds of stuff. So... Now, is there anything like a critical hit, like if you get 18 on the die, other than the fact that it means you're probably going to hit and you stunted with six, but is there like a critical hit beyond that? There's not a critical hit beyond that. There is an optional rule uh, f- um, that we adopted in Titan's Grave um, that you can do in just a regular Fantasy Edge game if you want to, which is if you roll a natural 18 on any test, then it creates like a legend, you know? <laughs> so ah, yeah, cool. so basically you do something so impressively that the story spreads of your, you know, amazing deed. So uh, that is a fun thing that can happen. Yeah, no, I think that's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, anybody else have any questions or anything going to comment before we wrap things up? Uh, Chris, I did have a question. Um, yeah. When it comes to like long-term games and things like that, is there anything where you could do like a, like customized stunts or anything like that for like, like finishing moves or anything like that. Uh, it, I mean, obviously you could do it as a as a house rule, but have you heard of anybody yeah. doing that in their games? Well, certainly you can. Um, there's going to be some rules in the companion about um, sort of customizing stunts or developing something like a, a specialized move that's like the combination of certain stunts. Uh, when I was running Dragon Age for at I think it was a Gen Con for Will and uh, a bunch of other industry folks, including uh, Nicole. Nicole coined a phrase called uh, the axe tackle. Um, and, <laughs> you know, because she was like, I tackle him with my axe. Um, and then axe tackle became a thing. And, and really, that was just a, uh, you know, like knocking someone down um, and, and, you know, uh, and moving them and, you know, maybe doing extra damage. But uh, it sort of became a little battle cry. And we actually made T-shirts after that Gen Con game uh, for everyone who played that said axe tackle on them. So. So. Uh, but I would, when the campaign comes out, I would, I would take a look at that. Do you have a timetable for that? It should be in the fall. We were hoping to have it at Gen Con, but essentially we had a sort of a backup of projects. And even if we could have managed to release six books at the same time, it's not a good idea to release six books at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I would think not. <laughs> um, and our, our big book for Gen Con is going to be the uh, the Critical Role Taldore campaign setting book. Um, so that's, uh, you know, 50, 50th anniversary of Gen Con, having a big uh, D&D setting book seemed like a good idea. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank all of you very much for joining me again, Eric, Kenna, Rich. It was a pleasure to play with you guys. Chris, pleasure to, to play under you. Thank you so much. I really like the game. So you got one con- convert. Woohoo! <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank 
Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the Drive-Thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.